Hey guys, Tom Laird, voice of advice from a call center geek, CEO at Expedia. Hey, the podcast is brought to you by Expedia Interaction Marketing. We are a 600-seat call center outsourcer. I would love to talk to any of you looking to outsource any of your customer support or your sales functions, looking for political calling or, or just some extra overflow during the holiday season. If you are looking for any type of USA outsourcing support, hit me up. You guys know my LinkedIn. I'd love to talk. This is Advice from a Call Center Geek, a weekly podcast with a focus on all things call center. We'll cover it all from call center operations, hiring, culture, technology, and education. We're here to give you actionable items to improve the quality of yours and your customers' experience. This is an evolving industry with creative minds and ambitious people like this guy. Not only is his passion call center operations, but he's our host. He's the CEO of Expedia Interaction Marketing Group and the call center geek himself, Tom Laird. Hi there, everybody, and welcome back to Advice from a Call Center Geek. My name is Tom Laird. I'm the CEO of Expedia Interaction Marketing, and welcome. Welcome to our podcast. We're going to try to give you some actionable items that you can take back to your call center to improve your quality, to improve the overall agent performance, and and hopefully improve the, the culture and the customer experience as well. My name is Tom Laird. I'm the CEO of Expedia Interaction Marketing. Expedia is a 500-seat call center outsourcer located here in uh, beautiful northwestern summery, turning into fall. Leaves are starting to go uh, Erie, Pennsylvania. Well, we finally did it. It took about two weeks longer than we thought, but more advice from a call center geek. Our new book is out on Amazon and starting today. And today, as I record, is the 28th of August. If you go on to Amazon and just search for more advice from a call center geek, you can get the free or the Kindle version for free for the next five days. So from today through Labor Day, um, we're giving the book away totally free from the on the digital side. So you can either just go search for it on Amazon. You can go to our Facebook page. You can go to my personal Tom Laird or Expedia LinkedIn pages. Um, really, any of our Social media assets from advice from call center geek has the has the link, but you know the easiest way is just go to Amazon, uh, click and then uh, search for more advice from call center geek. Again, the the Kindle version is free right now for the next five days. For the next five days as well, the paperback version is at the cheapest price that Amazon would allow us to sell it for, and that right now is actually at six dollars and three cents. So we're not making one dime off of any of that. Um, so any of you who have enjoyed the podcast, who have purchased the first book, please get the, the free version of the Kindle or that digital version for yourself. And then if you want a, a paperback, um, it's it's going to be six bucks. And I think we're going to go to like twelve dollars because it did uh, we, we did put a lot of uh, a lot of more material into this one than the last one. So the, the original book is, I think, nine ninety nine. We're going to do this one at twelve ninety nine. But, you know, you can get about a 50 percent discount here if you if you do it in the next five days. All right, because of this, I'm kind of feeling nostalgic. You know, about a week ago was the the week, or I'm sorry, the, the one-year anniversary of the first book that we put out. Um, today is actually the birthday of Expedia. Right? We're going on now nine years. And I wanted to kind of go back to the first episode that we did. And I wanted to talk to some of you who maybe not have listened to that episode and I wanted to talk a little bit, you know, again, about where we came from. I think that this is a really cool story for for a lot of you who have, you know, had some struggles in your life, who have maybe things have not come super easy for you. 
we, I, I think the, the story of Expedia can kind of relate to, to where some of you are. And, and not to, again, give a cheap plug here, but we, we kind of go into depth a little bit about the story of the start of us um, in the book. But it, for those of you who don't know what Expedia is, where we came from, who I am, you know, we, I, I was the, the head of call center operations for a larger contact center here in Erie. And I actually, it was, it was family owned. Uh, my family owned it and we, I really, I can go back to being, you know, nine years old, filling vending machines, um, for, for all the call center associates, you know, and then kind of growing up through there and being in the IT area, I was on the phones for, for a very long time and most of it was outbound. It was during the, the kind of the late mid nineties and we were in the, the credit card phase um, where everybody was making outbound calls to, for these banks were selling credit cards. So did a lot of that. Realized I really liked the, the call center floor more than the IT side. So I uh, I stayed on the floor, became a supervisor. I um, had a team of 16 people just like anybody else. And then I advanced to the AM production coordinator. So basically all of the, we said, the qualitative and quantitative goals for the organization and our company and I did that for the AM shift, right? So that's inbound and outbound. We're doing a lot of customer support at this time. We worked for a lot of banks. So at that time, we were working for Bank of America, Citibank, Chase, GE Capital, Regions Bank, HSBC, um, Travelers. So really, if, if there's a bank in the U.S., you know, we, we kind of were doing either customer support for them, some type of first or second mortgage, um, a lot of different types of, of work. Ended up doing a lot of student loans for banks like SunTrust, during during that that uh, little heyday there too, so I I kept kept progressing and ended up you know as the a beyond the A in production corner being the the head of call center operations. So I don't know the last podcast that we had that I really liked was a story of when I was the A in production coordinator and, and some of the growth struggles that I had as a manager. So if you've not listened to that, kind of check that. I think it's kind of cool. So we were doing pretty well. We were about a thousand seat. So about a thousand employee center, about about seven hundred seats, you know, through multiple shifts, and you know things were going good. But then you know the mid two thousands happened. So you know, two thousand six, two thousand seven, two thousand eight were called the Great Recession, but it actually turned into the Great Depression for us because while we were diversified through different organizations, we were in the same channel. So working for banks became. Know, went from the, the best type of, of group that you could be working for to the absolute worst. So, you know, organizations like Bank of America went under TARP, right? We were doing 28,000 hours a month for Bank of America, and literally the next month it went to 3,000. Um, so the next month after that, it went to about 1,500. We, uh, <laughs> we drastically lost clients. Everybody went offshore. Marketing budgets got cut. So we're kind of in a pickle, right? And the things that I saw when that started to go down, you know, really resonated with me. So people that we were friends with that, I, you know, I've worked with for 15 to 20 years started to see writing on the wall, started to take sides. Um, as we had some private equity people come in to, to interject capital into the organization to kind of get us through the spot. Um, there were clicks that would go talk to these guys and, you know, one click wouldn't like the other click. And you, know, you really saw a culture rift that happened when 
you know, to, to be honest, you know, people were afraid for their jobs. And when people get afraid, crazy things happen. Um, but things that I was very naive to, I'm not naive anymore, but at that time being a, you know, a younger, a younger manager, um, I got played pretty well. So I think we all did. So when these private equity guys came in, um, I didn't play the game well. And, you know, they said that everything was going to stay the same. We're just going to, you know, inject some capital here. And kind of a long story short, uh, they let pretty much everybody go um, a couple months after they took over. So, you know, everyone from people in call center operations, people in HR, people in uh, IT, a lot of the IT guys actually just left on their own. That's a quality I've kind of seen for some IT guys. Sorry, I don't mean to, <laughs> to offend anybody. So for the first time really in my working career, I found myself out of the job. I was about 32 years old, 33 years old, and I had no idea what to do. So I did kind of the only thing that that I kind of knew, and I rallied everybody together, and we all had lunch and said, hey, guys, what do you want to do? We can uh, we can all go look for jobs, uh, or we can try to do this again. You know, we have a really great relationship and a great name in the industry. A lot of you guys are very well-known. I mean, I wasn't really well-known at the time. I mean, I was working, really working on the operations side, not really on the marketing side. Or, um, And this is really before the social media stuff that, that we have now. So I had a group that said, yeah, we want to go. We want to do this. So I went out and found investors. We decided to keep the name Expedia. And how we got that name is... Uh, you know, I didn't get any type of severance or anything like that when I left. But uh, one of the things that we were working on was was to have our IT group be a profit center. So do websites, things like that as kind of an ancillary um, channel that we, we had with the company. So one of the, the names that they were, you know, kind of moving around with that was going to be Expedia. So Expedia had, they had the, you know, the URLs, everything was registered. So I asked if I could kind of have that, and they said, yeah, go ahead, take it. So that's kind of how we got the name. I wish it was kind of a cooler story of why we, you know, we got the name Expedia, but that was kind of it. Um, we went out and did find investors. I'll tell you what, finding investors for a startup was very difficult. You know, the the thing is you don't find, it's not like what you see, you know, when you, you go on LinkedIn and, and you have somebody that, that's getting, you know, $4.2 million for a Series A funding and you know, that's, that's very few and far between. What we found out is that no one would do anything from just an equity standpoint. So we had to do an equity standpoint with the debt service. So basically, they gave us a certain amount of money for 5% of the company, and then we were going to pay them back that amount uh, within the next 18 months at 6% interest. That's kind of the number that kind of everybody was, was toting around. But the other thing is you don't get all the money at the same time, right? So it's not like you have like 10 guys that give you $50,000 each and, you know, you have $500,000. It's, you know, you have this person who's giving you 10 grand, this person's giving you 25, this person's giving you 20, and they all happen at different times. So you have to be really smart with when you get a little bit of infused capital of how you use that, how you use that for the startup, what are you going to use it on, have a plan for that. Um so that was an interesting uh, that was an interesting thing to, to kind of go through as well. I always tell everybody I would do another company in a heartbeat. I would never do without any money. But you want to come at me with a, with a couple million bucks and say, "Hey Tom, we want to go start something. I'm in." 
and I think I, I've learned a lot from this experience with that, but I learned at least enough to, to never do it again, kind of bootstrapping with no money because it, it was very difficult. But lo and behold, we, we did. We, we got our first client. We actually started with four employees here. Um, three of those employees are actually still with us. They're all supervisors now or in some type of management role, which is pretty cool. And we have slowly grown from a four-person organization to about a 500-person organization um, over these past, you know, really, you know, we this is, our, I believe, our ninth birthday. Uh, but we've really been revenue producing for about six, what I can say could be a sustainable wage for, for even myself to take. The first two or three years, you know, I wasn't even taking a salary. You know, the funny thing is, too, is I'm still the, uh, I believe I'm the fourth highest paid employee here at Expedia, even being the founder and CEO, just, you know, because, you know, there's a lot of guys that, a lot of things I can't do. I, I'm not a programmer. Um, I, I really pick and choose those guys really wisely, trying to be very diverse with even male, female. You know, I saw we had a, a very male-dominated IT staff in our last organization, and and saw some of the things I really didn't like with that. So we we tried really hard to, to diversify with, with that and really diversify through the whole organization. Um, and it's gone pretty darn well. You know, the, the best decision that we made was to, to go into the cloud, right? So we decided we to take all the, you know, we were a premise-based solution. We were in a VIA shop in our old old call center. So we took everything that we thought was, was really good um, and we injected that into Expedia and then we you know, used the, some of the culture aspects that I thought were missing and, and, and fused them as well. So, you know, it's kind of a, you know, the organization's kind of became like the best of, the, of both worlds, of the old school and, and hopefully a little bit of the new school from a technology, from a culture standpoint as well. And it's really allowed us to, to kind of grow and, and, uh, and thrive. So we, uh, we are very close to actually moving now to a, uh, a, a second building, um, we're going to keep the facility we have here from the call center side, but move to a new 25,000 square foot building um, that will house all of our offices, house another 300, 300 to 400 seat call center. So we're kind of excited about that. So I don't know. I thought, you know, being the the launch of the new book today, we're about a, a week off from the launch of the first book we ever did, and also having today being Expedia's birthday, I wanted to kind of go back and kind of you know, dig a little deeper into, you know, where we came from, how I even got the opportunity to talk to all of you um, awesome people out there. Um, because this was one of the main things I wanted to do from a marketing standpoint is, you know, we didn't have a huge marketing budget. We still don't have a huge marketing budget. So, you know, there's things that you can do that do take a lot of time. They do take a lot of effort, but they don't take a lot of money. You know, this podcast really, other than having this, you know, $150 microphone here, which is which is kind of my baby, um, it really doesn't cost anything other than the time to prepare and the time to execute. You know, I've learned how to uh, um, how to do the editing and all that as well. So, you know, you can do it. If, if there's anybody out there that's thinking, hey, I'd like to do something, I'd like to do a podcast, it doesn't have to be obviously, please don't do a call center one. I got that covered, right? But no, if there's anything, anything you want to do, um, get yourself out there. You know, th- don't wait. You know, the, the biggest thing is, and I love this quote, and I, I think it resonates everywhere, is, you know, the, the kind of the biggest obstacle in your organization is you right? The person who's holding everything back is you. And that's, you know, you as the leader. 
So if, if I decide that I'm going to just cancel a bunch of calls, I'm holding my whole organization back. If I decide I don't want to take a meeting or, um, you know, I don't want to feel like doing something today, I don't hold myself back. I hold my whole organization back. But on the flip side, if you're constantly doing, constantly innovating, constantly moving forward, then you become kind of that catalyst that, that does everything for your organization. So if there's something you're thinking about doing or, you know, do it. Do it on your free time. Um, even if it's work related, you know, practice, try to work some things out so that you can you can kind of execute some of the, the cooler stuff that you want to do. Nobody wants to just kind of be stuck where they are at. So just try to keep moving forward. You know, this podcast, the book is kind of my way of, of having an outlet to, to everybody to kind of talk about things that I'm passionate about, which is the call center industry. So again, I, I hope hope this wasn't too much of a waste of your time. Again, I, like I said, I was feeling a little nostalgic today. I have a, a, a couple topics that I'll, we will get into back to, to more of the, the call center stuff, you know, starting next week. But again, as another kind of, I don't want to say cheap plug, I know I say that a lot, but if you are interested in the book, I'd love for you to have it for free um, for the next five days. You know, he- head over to Amazon. More advice from a call center geek is the book. Um, and then, like I said, the paperback's like $6. Also want to throw this out to you, for those of you who have now been listening to the to the end of here, you know, we have done this before with call centers that were in Houston getting hit by the hurricane. Currently, as we record this, there's Hurricane Dorian, who's about to, you know, really hit Central Florida really hard. If there's any of you out there that are listening that need any help, need any disaster recovery, we don't charge for it, right? We just, we try to help as much as we possibly can. You know, at the end of it, when it all works out, if, you know, if we maybe make our costs back, that's fine. If we don't, we don't. I just know that, you know, you're worried about your customers when you should be worrying about your family and your employees and their families. So if there's anything that we can do, you know, please don't hesitate to to look me up. Again, it's Tom Laird at Onyxpedia. Private message me. Um, DM me on any of our social media on our Facebook. Let me know if there's any way that we can help or if you know anybody out there from, from the Florida standpoint um, that, that could be under gun. You know, even if we can't really help the customer, we can at least answer the phone, tell them what's going on to make them feel at ease so that, you know, your phones are getting answered. Anything we can do to help from, from that standpoint, you know, we're, we're more than willing to do as well. So thank you guys very much. Uh, we'll be back next week with probably some more call center. Well, definitely with more, some more call center um, centric topics. Um, last quick, real quick thing too. If you do read the book, please post a review. I'd love a review on the podcast, but if you do get uh, one of the free copies, it is free. So the only thing that we really do ask is if you could re- please, please, please post a review, a positive or negative, whatever you think, but just so there's there's some things out there too. All right, guys, thank you very much, and I'll talk to you next week. And for all of you guys in Florida, please stay safe. Bye.